Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waltman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. Just talking about your box, Max. Your box is really I big. Well, I got to go, do I this know. now. Well, my little arms. Well, we, Hello! You wanted, to, you wanted to be on the left. <laughs> so they did that, and they made my box I bigger. I didn't really want to be on the left. I was just asking if I was on the left. Why wasn't I on the left? Was I ever on the left? You're never no, on you're the never left. On the well, left. Well, then put me back you're on the right so well, I get a bigger box. I can't box. do that fast. Plus, you're never on the left. Think about I, that connotation. I, if we, if we I'm go never back, on the left. That they put me on the left to back, make oh to make it look like I'm go, on the left. If we go back, it gets centered. If we go back, the boxes are equal. <laughs> well, put it back so the boxes are equal. Well, we can't go now. We can't go now. We're already live. But this is something you I, you, off the you cuff have the for. entire uh, team literally is going. What the? You said why are you not on the left? So we put you on the left. Now yeah. you're complaining you're not on the right. You did so maybe you said it. I, did. I was just, priority. I was, I was actually j- joking about it, but I guess it, it became a, all right, well, Joe wants to be on the left. I, I don't really want to be on the left. I barely well, want to we'll be just, on the right. We'll just, we'll just call true. you a leftist. I, I want to be on the right. We'll just go with you being a leftist. Um, so we, we, we have a guest lined up for the first hour and in, in the first half of the hour and the second hour, yeah. Joe, I know you have to run to a deposition. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll give a quick update on that and then skedaddle. Awesome. So w- without further ado, why don't we bring in our guest, Mr. Thomas Renz. Thomas, welcome to the show. Thomas, welcome to it with hey. us. Glad to be here, guys. How are we doing? The, the sky is up. <laughs> the ground is down. I'm not under the ground. We're all good. I have a deposition today, which should be really nice. Oh, yeah. boy. What are, we, what are we being deposed on? Uh, the Dominion Eric Coomer uh, suit. Lawsuit. Yeah, should be fun. Yeah, should be very fun. So, Thomas, what we typically do when we bring guests on is we let them introduce themselves, talk about the work they're doing, and then we'll use that kind of as a as a launching point to to continue the conversation. So, Thomas, floors you yours. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Okay, so I'm an attorney. I'm out of Ohio. Um, frankly, I'm kind of a nobody who's just been fighting real hard on this. Uh, solo practitioner probably the last guy that should be leading the fight, but I've uh, been fighting on the COVID stuff. I started fighting when they locked us down originally. I thought it was garbage. I think there's a constitution, the idea that we have, would lock people in their houses to flatten a curve, even when they're not sick, when they're not injured, when there's nothing, not, no indication, no evidence that you, you, you know, this is going to do anything, uh, was absolutely unconstitutional. So I've been fighting ever since. And, you know, as I've watched and learned more about the corruption, uh, I found myself going from a guy who thought that all these people were kooky anti-vaxxers to a guy who now understands why the kooky anti-vaxxers are the way they are, because it turns out that everything that they've said is a lie. We have solid, strong legal evidence that these vaccines are dangerous. And uh, so now I'm fighting for freedom and freedom against uh, you know, control over our bodies. So when was your when was your red pill moment? I'm going to call it a red pill moment. Not that I'm saying that you're red pilled, but I'm going to call it a red pill moment because you're talking about freedom, which is something that people who, 
you know, we, we've been talking about this for a long time. And you said, hey, I went from these kooky anti-vaxxers. I'm one of the guys, by the way, that felt the same way that you did. Now, I was always a conservative, but I always thought anti-vax, that's taking it a little bit too far, right? And then the more research I've gotten into it, they've slowed it down to we've seen it, has, has led me to the, the fact that there might be something to what these guys are saying on the anti-vax side specifically, or more importantly, just the freedom, the freedom of choice. When was your moment? Right. Right. So, you know, honestly, it, there were two. There were a couple, you know. So I started following the disease in January of 2020, way before anybody thought it was cool or interesting or anything else. And when I was following this, what I found was, you know, I'm looking at the, the case fatality. I'm looking at the epidemiology on this, right, because I can read that stuff. And they're talking about this terrible thing in Wuhan, China. And I'm like, why does anybody care? It's just the flu. You know, I mean, from a numbers perspective, it was never really that big of a deal. Um, well, f fast forward to, to March, and I think I put a blog out early in March of 2020 and said, you know, look at it. It looks like we're moving towards abridging our freedoms on this. Are we really willing to give up our freedom for the flu? And then we did. And so, I, you know, I'm a Christian guy, so I prayed on this a lot. And I said, you know, hey, God, if if this is the fight you want me to take, you give me the opportunity and I'll do it. So I did. So I realized that there was corruption on this, but I didn't realize at the time the end game. So I moved on from there, um, you know, and I'm fighting against all these emergency things and all these things that they're lying about. And I'm becoming friends with a lot of these people who I, like I said, I thought they were kooky anti-vaxxers. Uh, turns out they were just way ahead of the curve. And uh, I've apologized to a lot of them, by the way. Um, because I was wrong. But, uh, you know, we fast forward to the vaccines coming out. And I'm, I'm looking at these vaccines. And I was still, even at this point, I was a little hesitant to say that, you know, well, am I really against a vaccine? You know, I mean, yeah, it's going to keep us safe, right? Until I really dug into it. So I spent, you know, all the time that I had to spend digging into this and talking to doctors and talking to scientists. And, Nothing they were saying about it was true. And what really, really demonstrated it was when I looked at the EUA and it said straight up in the EUA, this, these vaccines will not prevent the spread of COVID-19. We're not even trying. They just might reduce the symptoms. Meanwhile, I've got a guy who's, who just, I, I mean, I don't think he's ever opened his mouth without a lie falling out, Fauci who's out there saying, you know, these are going to keep, uh, they're safe and effective. They're going to keep you safe from this. Well, they knew that that was untrue. It was in the paperwork that they approved, right? I mean, it was right there. And so it's like, wait a second. We have, we have, a, we have a propaganda machine going on here that's pushing something. There's, there's financial interest. There's conflicts all over. And the government paperwork says that it doesn't do what they're saying. So, if the, you know, there is no question that they were lying. And it's just like, okay, well, all they've been doing about this is lying from the beginning. How can I come to any other conclusion than they're lying now? Well, the I, CDC, the CDC did technically change the definition. I mean, they play these games with the moving goalposts, changing the definition of a vaccine. And I'm going to get my screen up in one second. And I'll, and, and I'll pull it up because it, it's pretty amazing that they think they can just slip, slip this bias. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, um, it should be ready to go right now. 
the old definition of a vaccine was quote can we put it up it should it should be up good to go the old oh we lost our guest but he, you can hopefully see it the old definition of a vaccine was a product that stimulates a person's immune system to produce immunity to a specific disease protecting the person from that disease vaccines are usually administered through needle injections but can also be administered by mouth or sprayed into the nose the new definition which went into effect i, I believe it went live around september 1st based on the archive of this page on the cdc.gov website the new definition of vaccine is a preparation that is used to stimulate the body's immune response against diseases Vaccines are usually administered through needle injections, yada, yada, yada. So instead of pr it producing immunity, they now define a vaccine as something that stimulates a body's immune response, which is interesting because on That's that what your same natural, definition, natural immunity does. but on that same definition, right. any of the medications that are, are useful in treating COVID-19, I guess, would be reclassified as a vaccine. I guess vitamin C tablets would be reclassified as vaccines under this super broad definition. But yeah, they, they had to change the definition because the COVID-19 vaccines do not meet the traditional definition of a vaccine. It's just tricking your body into thinking that it's already had the virus. So the next time it sees it, it knows what it's up against. So, the issue has always been to to cause as little harm as possible and cause as much good as possible. That's always been the, the, the goal with vaccines, medications. We know that there's going to be people who have allergic responses to it. I actually met someone a week or two ago who's allergic to water. It's crazy. If water is on his skin for too long, he breaks out into hives. He can drink it, right? But he can't actually submerge his body in water. Otherwise, he breaks out into hives. He's allergic to water. So there's always going to be someone who's allergic Does to something. Does he shower? I mean, I'm, I'm actually... Um, <laughs> he said he takes really quick showers. And, and, wow. he, and he, the way he described it was almost like a chinchilla, like a dust bath, which is crazy. But... uh <laughs> yeah, no, he's allergic to water. If he if he submerges his, his skin, he gets a rash. So the vaccines, if you're on that show like my 600-pound life and you, and you need to be brought into the hospital on a forklift, right, the vaccine is obviously a better choice for them than getting COVID. They get COVID, it's a death sentence, right? The vaccine, by all the data, right, there are people out there that are so very much at risk that the minute they just – get a little bit of COVID in their system, they're going to die. The question has always been, does it need to go to people who aren't that at risk, who are young, healthy? Um, and, and that's where, as they push it, it gets, it gets I, I get more and more skeptical when they're talking about 12-year-olds getting vaccinated against their parents' consent. There's just no real need for it. And I, I, I think well, that's what's kind of opened my eyes to it all. I still think that there's an at-risk population that it's definitely useful for. But to push it on people who have no real risk of the disease, knowing that it can cause negative consequences, allergic reactions, um, anaphylactic shock, things like that, it's just so irresponsible. Well, and, and what we haven't even started talking about the, the prophylactics that are available that can actually save people's lives, regardless of the comorbidities, and we're not even exploring those. So we know yesterday we talked about Johnson Johnson initiating a uh, new study on something that basically mimics ivermectin. It's their own patented version of ivermectin. And so now they're stepping into the gap where there's, there's profitability to be made. But um, Thomas, what do you think about the, the fact that there are these prophylactics? We're not using them. We're putting this vaccine. We're changing the, uh, the definition of a vaccine. And, you know, can we use the changing of the definition of the vaccine, right, what a vaccine is, can we use that to figure out what the legal maneuver would be, how they're playing chess in order to move the goalposts to make it easier for you and other attorneys like you that are standing up for people 
um, to go after them and hold them accountable. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff here. So first of all, let me, let me throw this out to you for the at risk populations. Okay. Yep. Um, there's been no long-term studies on the vaccine, none. So they've lied about everything they can lie about with this vaccine. We know statistically, according to CDC statistics, you're at zero risk of death from COVID if you're under 30. So, but they lie. Everything they say is a lie. So, you know, Max, with regards to, you know, certain at-risk populations, I was very much with you for a long time on that. But at this point, my question is, how do I know that even that's true? How do you, you know, the problem with a liar is when do you know, when do you know? Are they lying? Are, is, there, is there really any benefit? And since we know there's no long-term studies, what's going to happen to those people that took it? Because the doctors who know about this and who aren't controlled are seeing the real dangers two to five years. And this fall, this winter, when everybody's dying from, the, from uh, ADE and they're going to call it a variant, but it's not a variant. It's the vaccinated people. We're seeing that in the NFL right now. Uh, you know, all these vaccinated players are getting sick and the unvaccinated players are not, you know, they're just getting cold, yeah. cold they're sick because they're in contact. So, you know, the thing is, is with that, how do we know? So why take the risk is the first question. The second thing ties right into what Joe was saying with the prophylactics, right? Early treatment works. I mean, uh, I, I was just talking to, uh, you know, a couple doctors the other day, the one guy, Jim Meehan, he's treated 2,700 COVID patients with zero deaths. 2,700. Some of these are high-risk people. That's not uncommon for the doctors who are using the McCullough protocol or the Zelenko protocol or the uh, Math Plus protocol. I mean, once they're in the hospitals. I mean, these work very, very well. Uh, you, and even without treatment, the overall recovery rate is 99.9%. So... Here's the thing. What are you getting out of the vaccines? And, you know, they talk about 95% effective. Well, that's that, that's a statistical game. What they're doing is they're using something oh, yeah. called relative risk game. reduction. The real absolute risk reduction, the difference uh, in severe outcomes between someone who's vaccinated and who's not, is like 1%. 1%. So you got a 1% benefit for an unknown risk. So, you know, how does that work? And then going into what Joe was saying about, you know, the change in the definition. Well, I mean, that's a that's a very clear violation of the Administrative Procedures Act. This is a very substantive thing that they've done. They've provided oh, yeah. immunity. They've done all sorts of things, calling something a vaccine that's not a vaccine. Now, we have a case that we filed actually before the vaccines were out. So we didn't include that in this case. But we're talking about violations of the Administrative Procedures Act and other such things. And in this case, we're asking... We actually are asking the court, now brace yourself on this. Is it okay for the government to outright lie about statistics? We actually have to go to court and ask that yeah. question. Does anyone in this universe think that it's okay for the government to, I mean, so this is the equivalent to, to you going into court with a speeding ticket, the government saying you were driving 75 and they know that their radar gun said that you were going 55. And they're just outright lying, right? We know that they're outright lying, but we actually are in court and we've been waiting for quite a while for a ruling so we can get to discovery on this case, uh, asking the question, is it okay to lie? Because we have plenty of evidence that that's, yeah. that's what's happening, but that's where you gotta go. Wherever you go on the questions about these vaccines, anyone who's talking about anything positive that they do 
is corrupt. Yeah. They've got they're making money off of saying it. So you know, Thomas, here, here's something I want to I want to point out that that I think that that everyone that's listening, there are a lot of people that are listening right now. Hit the share button. This is really important. By the way, hit share button and share it later, um, so you can hear um, Thomas talk about the lawsuits that he's filing. But I want to um, I, I want to bring something up. This is the part that makes people feel that they're crazy, right? We look at what's happening on the border and they lie. We look at what's happening with uh, COVID and they lie. We look what happened in the election and they lie. And now people are going, hey, listen, I'm not a person that's a liar. How can these all be lies? They start to have this doubt. And so you're standing up and you were like, hey, these guys are crazy. Now they're not crazy. You've gotten to the point where you did enough. You scratched it just below the TikTok video, <laughs> the 15 second uh, news, and you got the truth. And now when you get to the truth, it's, it's like a 500,000 pound gorilla that you have to eat all in one bite. And you know you're going to choke on it. Right. But the fact that they're liars in the government, you have to go and you have to ask the question of, is it OK that the government lie to us? They're lying to us everywhere. It's become systematic that they lie in every in, in every place and that they're not held accountable. So how do we get past that? How do we get past the massive amount of lies that are being told to the American people and the fact that the media and the technology companies are being used as a proxy to shove that down Americans throats? How do you get past that, knowing that they're lying so much about everything? Well, they are. And, you know, I'm seeing this evidence and it's it honestly, you mentioned red pill, blue pill. But boy, I, I mean, I'm swallowing fistfuls of red pills on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, I'm you know, people are showing me evidence about things. I had to do that. You know, I had to go through this process and it's hard to fathom because the lies are so egregious and it's hard for a normal person to understand what it means to lie about something that's going to cause millions of deaths. Or, or impacts, you know, a national economy or, you know, this or that. Pick your thing, right? These are massive, unbelievable lies. These are, these, this is evil on a historic level. And I don't know how else to say it. Now, I'm an evidence guy, right? Um, you can say what you want about me as a lawyer. You can say what you want about me as a person. I don't know. I'm probably broken in a lot of ways. But here's the deal. I'm looking at facts. I've got facts. I've made the facts available. If you look at my suits, every one of my lawsuits cites what we say. There's citations in each one of them. So you can say that it's hard for you to believe, but look up the citations, the peer-reviewed articles, the, the data that we provide. I'm, you know, It's a lot to swallow, but the simple fact is, is that you can tell me two plus two is five as much as you want. It doesn't make it true. And that's that's the bottom line here. So we have to, we the people who have become aware of the truth or who know the truth, we have to we have to do a bunch of things. First of all, we've got to educate people. That's why I'm out in the public. I mean, look at this face. Nobody wants to see this face on TV. I got a face for radio at best. Um, I'm well, out guess here what? We're going to be on the radio the, too, so people will be able to hear you. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Um, lucky for them. You know, they uh, they can't see what, you know, what they're looking at. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, we have got to get people educated about the truth. And, you know, I submitted it to federal court. I submitted it under. Yeah, I mean, if I lie to the federal court, I have to have a good faith belief in what I submit to the court or I lose my license. Yeah. OK, so so take a look at what I submitted. And this is a real issue, right? So, because so give me one example, because we, we, we know we know that 
they're cooking the books on lots of different numbers. We know that. Oh, and yeah. there's an element of it that is in some ways understandable that like if if an asteroid was going to hit the Earth, maybe they wouldn't tell us in a way that would cause panic. Right. I mean, there, there's an element of government withholding certain facts to prevent a widespread panic. But that's not an excuse to cook the books and give false numbers. Um, so give me right. an example on, on uh, we, we all have suspicions of what they've been cooking up. Give me an example of, of what you suspect they're lying about in some of these court hearings. Well, here's a great one for you, right? So we've got, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of quote unquote COVID deaths. Well, in back in uh, 2020, they, they changed the definite, the means by which deaths are determined. Okay. There's a rule, mm-hmm. there's a process, there's a procedure by which when you die, they determine, you know, what kind of a death, what caused your death, this, that, and other. They change that process, but they only change it for one thing, COVID, nothing yeah. else. And in that document where they change that, they said, we expect that this change is going to result in COVID being the cause of death more times than not. They also said that if you, if you report something as a COVID death, we're not going to ask you any questions. If you don't, we're going to come and follow up on it because we want COVID deaths. They, they all right admit this, right? I mean, it's, it's just clear as day. You can look at the document. Well, if you look then, if you look at the CDC's numbers, they were posting uh, flu deaths as COVID deaths. You know, because they were separated out for a long time on the CDC website when they're talking about mm-hmm. the number of, uh, of deaths. And, you know, I think it was over 275,000 of the deaths that were attributed to COVID had flu or pneumonia involved. Okay, so that means that at least 275,000 times there were people, people with treatable diseases, and COVID's mm-hmm. treatable too, by the way, but there were people with treatable diseases like many times bacterial pneumonia, which can be treated with an antibiotic, or with the flu, which is very treatable, who were told, well, you've got COVID, go home and sit there, and then when you're ready, come back and we'll put you, put you on a ventilator and give you remdesivir. Well, then they go back to the hospital, and, and that's what happens, and then they die because none of those are the appropriate treatment for, for flu or, or bacterial pneumonia or any of these other things, right? So this has really been an egregious example of a lie. I mean, they're literally murdering people to pad their COVID numbers for, with treatable diseases. You know, the flu didn't disappear last year. It didn't no, it disappear didn't. at all. In fact, we had one of the worst flu seasons in record. What we had, though, was every one of those cases of the flu were called COVID because they changed the definition of the flu. and they cha- Well, they actually changed the definition of COVID. They also, said, just they also changed COVID. the diagnostics. They also changed the diagnostics. And this is where I don't know if this was on purpose or if there were people just trying to do the best they could with bad information and bad um, resources. Like in the early days of the pandemic, they didn't have enough testing. They didn't know how to test. The tests weren't developed yet. So on the one hand, you feel sympathetic for obviously COVID is a, is a real disease and they want to diagnose it as much as possible. But in the early days, they were using um, just symptomatic diagnoses. So if you walked in and you presented two of any of the COVID-19 um, symptoms and, and you read it, it's a laundry list of pretty much everything that could go wrong with your body. Diarrhea, headaches, sweats, cough, chills, right? Everything. If you go into a hospital and you present with a cough and a headache, they said you were COVID-19 just right from there. So we obviously know that there were cases that slipped through. Whether it was intentional or not, that's something that we're going to have to 
keep working on to figure out. I think there were some good doctors who were doing the best that they could, understaffed, overwhelmed, and just trying to, to diagnose as, as well as they could. I don't hold it against them. But when it's very obvious that things are, are, are wrong or, or false, like this whole ivermectin thing, calling it horse paste when it is a, an approved uh, not, <laughs> medicine for humans. Not just calling it horse paste, but Max also coming out and saying that the symptoms you'll get from overdosing on ivermectin are worse than getting COVID itself. Yeah, yeah. But they say that COVID can kill you. So that there, there's no sensibility to what they're saying. They're creating this opportunity and chaos. And I truly believe that what they're doing with, with, this, with this virus is meant to actually divide and conquer people. That's why, and by the way, it put masks on these Antifa terrorists that were out in the streets. It put masks on these people with BLM that were burning and looting and doing the things to our communities, right? So you couldn't identify who these people that were attacking people under the guise that they were wearing a mask. You couldn't pull down that mask, right? So there's a lot of things that came together that you know didn't happen by accident. And what they're doing now by saying that people are dying of, of COVID when, you know, they die of, uh, of, you know, a blood alcohol level of 0.5 or, yeah, you know, yeah, complications yeah. from a heart attack. And they said, oh, but they had COVID-19. Well, we know the or tests Or they shoot are, themselves in the head. You know that the tests are flawed, right? You know that the tests that they have to test for COVID are flawed. We know that COVID's been around for a long time and that the, the uh, um, uh, proteins that they actually check for are also present in flu, also present in other uh, oh, yeah. forms of, of the common cold. So, so we know that they're tricking the public. Now it just comes down to, Thomas, how do we get what you're doing out there more in front? I know that you're going to be speaking at Clay Clark's a health and freedom uh, conference is happening down in Colorado Springs. All right. And, uh, you know, I was there and I spoke, uh, I think, after you, the day after you. Uh, but I'm, I'm always amazed by, um, you know, when you're speaking, how articulate you are and how you've made it so that the average person can understand what's really happening. But, um, you know, how do we get you out there? You know, do I just need a book for you? Just book you on all these different shows, get you out there. And <laughs> well, you know, thank you. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, the mainstream censoring me, they're getting, you know, they're getting ready. They do their hit pieces on me. I've heard they're getting ready to do some more made up stuff. I mean, whatever. I don't care about that. But uh, yeah, that's, that's why, you know, I don't, I've never wanted to be a public figure. I just haven't had a choice because if someone wasn't putting this narrative out there and letting people know the truth, I mean, it's been covered up. You have the trusted news initiative, which was designed to cover up election and COVID-related information. Um, I mean, that's out there. It's just out there. The, yeah. There's no question it's collusion. Um, and there's so much more. You know, I mean, like, we're just touching on a few things. I know we don't have hours and hours today. But, you know, like you mentioned, uh, you know, about the, the wrongful diagnoses. Well, I can, I can lay out for you the fraud there. How about the fact that they test you for COVID at 40 cycles uh, oh, yeah, on the yeah. PCR testing? You haven't been vaccinated, but only 28 if you have. I mean, you know, a 90 some plus percent false positive rate with that test. So the PCR testing was designed. I can tell you, I can show you exactly how the hospital systems are manipulating numbers so that their executives that are running these giant hospital systems are getting, you know, major seven digit salaries and huge bonuses oh, because they're making money hand over fist. I can show you I how the pharmaceuticals. The I believe the testing oh, yeah. for sure. We, we call my son, little Max Jr., he's patient zero. He goes to daycare and he brings home every disease possible. I have been sick every week this summer. Every week. And I, I, like, without fail. A different disease every week or two. Because um, he just keeps bringing them home. And every time, he's either me or my wife, or we actually had him get tested the last time he was sick. Just 
COVID, flu, RSV. Just let's try and figure out what the hell he's bringing home. And every time we test negative for everything. There are not enough respiratory diseases floating around in the 110 degree Texas heat for us to be sick every week this summer without once it being COVID-19. It's just not possible. And we, and we test one of us every single time. So there's obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm living this. I, obviously, I've had COVID-19 at some point this summer. There's not enough respiratory diseases floating around in this heat. <laughs> so yeah, obviously the testing is, is imperfect. The question is, the people, is it imperfect just like this is the best they can do? Or more likely, as you said, with the different, the different cycle counts, this is deliberate to pad the numbers in a certain way. Like they reduced the cycle count after Donald Trump was replaced by Joe Biden. So uh, he goes yeah. into office and, and bam, COVID counts plummet. Oh, they changed the, the, the protocol for the testing. I'll give you the final word because we have to wrap because we're up against uh, the break. But um, we so want to have I'm you back. Gonna, cause, cause... I'm, I'm grateful. So let me give you this one on the PCR. FYI, most of the PCR tests, if you look at their manuals, include this test cannot be used to diagnose COVID-19. So think about that one. Um, yeah. The final word is, is that this is the greatest fraud ever perpetrated on the American people. Um, it's being used to divide. It w- it's impacted everything. It's impacted the elections. It's impacted uh, the, some of what we've seen with the riots and things like that. Um, it's, it, it has been used to remake our nation and to remake the world. And we're at a point now where they're going to force people to get experimental unapproved vaccines. And we have two options. We either stand and say no, or we lose our freedom forever. Because if we don't have control over our own bodies, over our, if we don't have physical autonomy over our bodies and the treatments that we get, then we have no control over anything. If they control your health, they control everything. And the people have to rise up and say no. There aren't enough attorneys. There's not enough money. Uh, support us at rens-law.com. It's rens-law.com. We'll but, put it in the comments you know, too. Yeah, please. But you know, I'm happy to come back. I got to keep fighting to get the word out. That's the biggest thing because we, the people, are the answer. The same for everything we're facing. We've got to get facts and truth out to the American people. We've got to get them to rise up, and they've got to say enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Thank you, Thomas, for for coming on. I really do appreciate. It. I want to have you on again, especially as some of your cases that you're working on move forward in court. Uh, but wish you the best of luck and thank you again for stopping by hey thanks for so much for having me have a great rest of your day god bless you so we are going to switch gears a little bit joe i know you have to bounce yeah i have to just just quickly i'll tell you i got to go into a deposition here in 30 minutes i'll just you know i'll turn it back over to max but listen um there's a there's a lot going on right now right i mean he said that it's the greatest fraud perpetrated on the american people what's happened is is that this cabal this people these evil people inside of our government on both sides of the aisle are doing everything they can to to skirt accountability we had a veteran that was killed yesterday after a court order because the hospital said i don't have to listen to court orders right you have what's happening in um, election fraud in Maricopa County. And Max, I just want to drop this really quick. I know we're going to talk about it tonight, but I have the report. I have the authority to put put out the report. I did put out the report. Uh, So we'll talk a little bit about that later, but that's the canvassing effort that was done by uh, Liz Harris that shows the ghost votes and the um, lost votes, votes that people said that they voted where the votes were thrown out. And the significance of that as it relates to Dominion system 
and uh, the ability to bypass the ICX machine, which is your image cache system, and pull the card and, and, and do those votes manually. But um, if, we, if we place all of that aside, and then start talking about what's happening um, at the border, what happened with ivermectin, what's happening with yeah. you know, the, the crisis in Afghanistan, uh, looking at all the different things that we face and, and how many people have put their head in the sand, the one thing that I will take from all of this is that the greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on the American people is the fraud that's been perpetrated on the American people where they treat you like you're stupid. They treat you like you don't have a, a say. And the reason why they change things like the CDC um, definition of the vaccine is because they know they know that at some point the people are going to wake up and they want to say, hey, look, see, this is what I did. And they do so quietly. They don't come out and make the publication that, hey, we're yeah. changing the definition of what a vaccine is. People have to figure out. No, people have to catch out. it. They caught yeah. it with the archive.org. Which yes. thank goodness they're archiving these sites. Yeah, so but 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 there but there are many things that we haven't caught on to yet. And if you think you're crazy, if you think that that everything that you're doing is crazy, because I wake up certain days and that's what I think to myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got involved in this fight. What if it's two bullets colliding? I've said this before. The two bullets are coming and they're colliding at the same moment. And those those bullets are that maybe that's just a coincidence. You try to trick yourself into it, and that's what they play yeah. on. They play on good people. So I, I believe that there are good people that are Democrats. I believe there's good people um, that are independents. I believe there's good people that are even that have left uh, leaning uh, social ideologies. I believe that there are good people that, that line up saying, hey, they, they have to be doing this for the right reasons. But the reality of it is they're not. They're doing things to destroy you and destroy our community and destroy accountability. And, um, you know, we just can't let them get away with it. So. I got to go to a deposition. I'll yeah. be there for three hours and get tortured by these guys. My guess is they're going to do everything they can to, um, you know, try to uh, slander me um, in this deposition. It should be fun. Uh, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stay strong and, and go through it. And then I have a deposition again tomorrow for another eight hours. So that should be fun, too. So. That should be fun. Well, well, wish you the best of luck. And we will see you in the evening show, 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. And by the way, someone just said... Um, Illinois, Zach says, I'm losing hope in the audit. I, last thing I'm going to say, Max, before I jump off, listen, this is all about stamina. It didn't take a week or two weeks or nine months. And people saying that, hey, listen, uh, where's our progress? Why don't we have accountability? Why isn't Trump back in office? Why hasn't Biden been impeached? Right now, I don't believe that Rome wasn't built in a day, but you can knock it down in a day and we should be able to do all this. Right. I, and have it happen quickly. I'm just telling you that that's just not the real world. You have to have stamina. You have to stand up. You have to do the things that are necessary. This is arm wrestling. They're continuing to lie. They lie, 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 lie. The audit information that came out today was significant information. The stuff that's coming out of Mesa is significant yeah. information. They're going to always we'll get to all it. that yeah. at 7 p.m. All right. Hey, Everyone God bless you. Tune in. Make sure you. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. I don't want. I don't want you to be late. I'm not rushing you right. off. I just don't want you to be late. Because if you're late, they're gonna hold right. you in contempt. <laughs> So yeah, Joe's running off to that deposition. Mr. Producer, if you could change the title to the second half title. Um, Want to give an update from what's going on in Afghanistan. We were talking about this the last couple of days, the Americans that Joe Biden left behind were stranded that had to be rescued by private organizations and then were quote unquote held hostage by the Taliban. We're starting to get a better picture of what that was, what that entailed. And as I said i mean me and joe were both coming at it from different angles joe was saying it was the state department's fault i was saying well the taliban is holding them hostage they are demanding things and then i well, what i reported what we reported was that it's probably most likely a little bit of both and that is what we are seeing here the americans held hostage in mazara sharif airport by the taliban never should have been held hostage 
The Taliban never should have known they were there. They should have been able to take off and fly to the United States or a safe third country and been rid of the Taliban. But the Biden State Department stopped them. Yes, I, you heard that correctly. The Biden State Department stopped them. We're hearing this from Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck, his organization was on the ground rescuing Americans and Afghan Christians. Yes, they do exist. Based on what he's been saying, there, there were about 100 Americans and a little over 1,500 Afghan Christians who were ready to go on, I believe, four or five different planes. And they had six to eight other planes lined up to get more if they could find them. They were at Mazar-a-Sharif Airport, which is not the Kabul airport. The Kabul airport, um, different airport. This is a different part of the country. They were on the planes, ready to go. And at the very last minute, the State Department, according to Glenn Beck and everyone on the ground, the State Department refused to accept their manifest. They refused to give them clearance to take off or to land. More, I mean, more importantly, I mean, you, you can always take off. Whether or not you're going to be able to land in the United States is a different thing altogether. So we're going to play this little clip from Glenn Beck explaining it. But these were Americans and Afghan Christians who were on a plane ready to go. They had been rescued, ready to escape Afghanistan, flee the Taliban, about to take off. And the Biden State Department, the, the idiot bureaucrats, stopped them from taking off ordered them back into the airport and told them to show their passports and their documents to the Taliban so the Taliban could clear them. It is as idiotic as it gets, but I want to play the whole – well, he, he talks about this for like 13 minutes on his show, but we, we cut it down to about two minutes. Let's go ahead and play this, Mr. Producer. This is cut two. And so I just went to bed on – Tuesday night thinking those four planes were going to get off and I knew who was on the plane and I knew who was fighting the fight with the State Department. It wasn't us. It was senators and congressmen. And then I get up on Wednesday morning and they hadn't taken off. Right before I do the Stu show, I find out because the Taliban uh, was alerted because the State Department wouldn't let these planes take off. And so they're like, what, what's going on over here? What's going on over here? And the State Department says, oh, it's these people, you know, on the plane. Here's the manifest. What, what are you doing? What, who, what have you just done? Um, and, you know, all these people, you get all your paperwork, go get off the plane, go into the terminal, and let them look again at your passports and all of your paperwork. Okay, what are you doing? Now, <laughs> Can we I do that after we land somewhere yeah, else? Somewhere else. Uh, so they were told to go back into the airport and hand everything in to the Taliban. Well, many of them did and then fled. Um, many of these people are in safe houses, but not all of them. And when I said... One person is missing. The blood is on the hands of the State Department. This is what I meant. One person doesn't come back. We have to go find them again. Okay? They're not just hanging out like, oh, just could give me a call. These are people who aren't using their phones because they're being tracked. So Cam Air is now in negotiation with the government of the Taliban to try to negotiate the fees. The State Department now is finally doing their job, and they are trying to get our planes uh, off the ground. We have 
four planes paid for, ready to go, on the tarmac. We have the people. We have the manifest. We had it last week. We had all of it. We have to go back and get the people now for those planes. But as soon as we get the green light, those people will be able to go back onto those planes. And if there's one missing, I swear to you, we have also eight to ten other planes that are ready to fly out if the State Department will just let us be. So, yeah, (laughs) incredible. And precisely what I predicted was the case. A little bit of both. State Department messing things up, and yes, the Taliban realizing that they had in their mind something of value, trying to get something for it. As Glenn Beck just mentioned on that clip from his show, they want certain fees. I suspect it's more than that. I suspect they want more than just some fees to be paid. But just to recap, this is insanity. This is insanity. They're on the plane, and the State Department says, whoa, 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 not liking the manifest. Go back. Go through security again. Anyone who's been following what's going on in the Afghan airports, those people left. They were among the first people to leave Afghanistan. Kabul's airport is now up and running. I believe some other airports are up and running, but only because... Qatar and other foreign countries brought their own security people in to man the airport security. You can't just have airplanes taking off from Afghanistan if there's no one checking the bags for bombs or knives. You can't just have planes getting hijacked willy-nilly, which is where part of me understands why they would want to make sure that was the case. But in this situation, When you know that on board there are Americans fleeing for their lives, when there are Christians, Afghan Christians, fleeing for their lives, to send them back into the airport, to hand over their documents to the Taliban, it's treasonous. What what Glenn Beck just told you was that the State Department told Americans who are running away from the Taliban to go back and identify themselves to the Taliban. It's insanity. Absolute insanity. But that is what's coming out of the Biden administration. So we're running a fax blast today. The link is in the description. This one is as important as any other one we've ever done. There's a bill, H.R. 5071. H.R. 5071. And this bill would take Congress's oversight and power of the purse authority and force the Biden administration to stop this crap to rescue Americans, right? It would do five specific things, this bill. It would force the Biden administration to actually deliver a public plan to rescue the Americans they left behind. It would force the Pentagon to produce a public accounting of the military weapons and hardware that were given to the Taliban left behind. It would force all the deals between the Biden administration and the Taliban to be transparent, public, or or at the very least given to Congress. It would not allow Biden to engage in secret deals with terrorist organizations. Four, it would, it would have a formal congressional declaration that the Taliban is not the legitimate government of Afghanistan. That declaration is important because then you don't have the State Department saying, oh, go show your passports to the Taliban. Taliban's illegitimate. And five, not more important than saving Americans, but potentially more important long-term, blocking the Biden administration from giving any aid any relief or any funding to the Taliban in any way, shape, or form. 
It's as common sense as it gets, this bill, H.R. 5071. We shouldn't have to do this. We shouldn't need to Congress to exercise this power. It should just happen. The President of the United States should not be secretly negotiating with the Taliban, giving them foreign aid, giving them sanctions. That should be happening. Unfortunately, we don't have an American president right now. We have an un-American president, which is why F H.R. 5071 is more important than ever. So we are running a fax bots today. That link is in the description. I'll go ahead and post it in the DLive comment section as well. It's, it's more important than ever. And, and the author of the bill, Mike Gallagher, he tried to pass it through unanimous consent. And one Democrat stood up and blocked it. So they weren't able to pass it super quickly. That doesn't mean the bill's dead. They can still pass this. There are plenty of Democrats and Republicans who realize what the Biden administration is doing is terrible. So again, join our facts blast today and help us put pressure on Republicans and Democrats alike to pass H.R. 5071 and put a stop to this Biden administration anti-Americanism. But no, I, I heard that today with, with Glenn Beck, and it's, it's just stunning. I mean, <laughs> Donald Trump infamously said, or famously, however you fall on the, on the spectrum, that the press was the enemy of the American people. I think he was correct. But the more we're seeing this with the Biden administration with the last month, I don't think that it should be the press are the enemy of the American people. I think the press are an enemy of the American people. They are one of many enemies. The Biden administration is an enemy of the American people. The bureaucratic state, the bureaucratic system is an enemy of the American people. Just think of this. There are Americans on this flight fleeing the Taliban and some State Department bureaucrat ordered Americans off of the flight and ordered them to show their ID to the Taliban or to Taliban-endorsed security agents. Listen, there's no... Anyone who's checking IDs at the airport, they're Taliban. Or they're endorsed by the Taliban. They're doing the Taliban's bidding. <laughs> For them to do that, shameful disgusting, anti-American, treasonous. I mean, it's treasonous. I, I don't use the word lightly because it, it has a very strict definition. <laughs> As we mentioned, one of the only three crimes listed in the United States Constitution because the founders did not want politicians to be able to accuse the other side of treason too easily. Definition of treason is taking up arms against the United States or giving aid and comfort to the, to the enemy. And you need at least two witnesses or a confession in open court for a conviction. How else do you define the United States State Department telling American citizens to get off the plane that's going to take them out of Afghanistan, go back and show their ID to the Taliban? Identify yourself to the Taliban. Forget about the fact that you're, you're being trafficked under the cover of darkness, snuck into the airport. You got to go back. You got you to tell the Taliban you're there. Notifying the Taliban that these people are there. Yeah. W. Sheridan in the comment section, you're absolutely right. The Taliban wasn't supposed to know these planes were taking off. I mean, what kind of idiot at the State Department hears that they have a plane full of Christian and refugees and Americans trying to sneak past the Taliban and they say, oh no, go, go declare yourself. I mean, what, what do they want them to do? Go through customs? Fill out the little form, make sure they're not bringing any plants? This was an emergency flight that was only necessary because Biden left them behind. It was only necessary because Biden ordered the United States military not to rescue them. 
Eventually, they let three operations go over the wire at the Kabul airport. But Biden had previously ordered the military not to rescue stranded Americans. And Biden gave the order to evacuate, knowing damn well that there were Americans still on the ground, that there were vulnerable populations like the Afghan Christian population still in harm's way. Biden took no questions asked, tens of thousands of Afghan refugees. We're now having to deal with that. We have no idea who they are. Many of them are posing as contractors, but we have no idea. I mean, some of them we can verify. Some of them we can't. We have no idea who these people are. But we did know that there were Christians in need of help. We did know that there were Americans. The priorities, that's all you need to know. What Joe Biden did is all you need to know about his priorities. America last, Americans last. Surrender first. And yes, it is treasonous for the United States State Department to order these people to leave the plane, deplane, and go through Taliban man security. Taliban man customs. No, you let the plane take off. You fight like hell to get them approval to land in some safe third country. And then you check everyone's passports there. You don't check the passport with the guy pointing the AK-47 at you, right? I mean... That's not customs that we should be endorsing. But that's exactly what happened here. And it's a real shame. Biden on vacation. Now he's going to California. Campaign for Newsom. The fact that Biden feels the need to campaign for Newsom. Listen, I don't know if Newsom's going to be recalled. I hope he does. I, I pray that he does. California is very, very blue. And they've been cheating and stealing elections for a long time there. So I don't know if Newsom will be recalled, but I can tell you the fact that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris both feel the need to go there speaks volumes about the fear in the Democratic Party. If, if Newsom can be recalled, or at the very least, it can be close, it's open season in every other state in the country, every other congressional district, every other governor's mansion. It's open season. And that's not a call to violence. That is a call to vote. It's a call to vote. Going to remind everyone... If you want to support the podcast and you want to support our friend, Mike Lindell, you can use our promo code CD21 at the MyPillow store. The MyPillow store, they're running a huge sale. On, I believe is it still going on today, the Giza Dream Sheets. They've also got pillows, $29.99, I believe, the cheapest they have ever been. The cheapest that the MyPillow, the, the original MyPillow has ever been. Been. Yep, $29.98 for my pillow premium pillows. And the Giza Dream Sheets are 50% off. If you want to get these amazing deals and you want to help support us, because we do get a little bit of a commission when you use our promo code, do go over there. Link is in the description and use promo code CD21. And you're going to get up to 66% off on all of the different items. Now, Mike Lindell needs our help and we need the support. We need the support. So if, if, if you want to help us that way, please, please do. Going to also mention, we covered yesterday, we talked about the stainless steel water bottle. If you go to my screen one more time, Mr. Producer, today's product of the day, again, if you want to support the show and broadcast to the world, you support the show. We have these new t-shirts. These t-shirts were not available on our old store. The Conservative Daily Podcast logo, which I will say I designed originally, my very minimal Graphic design experience, that logo, I designed it. Other people have polished it, made it a little bit crisper. That's my design. Just going to take my little victory lap. If you want to support the show, 
the t-shirts are from between $26 to $31. Obviously, it gets a little bit more expensive with the 3XL. But they're comfortable, they're soft, and, uh, and it's a great way to show you support the show and to actually support the show through that purchase. So you can go to the Conservative Daily store, store.conservative-daily.com, or you can click on the Joe's Depot link if you go to our homepage, or you can click on the link in the description to get the link directly to this t-shirt. That is our spot, that is our promoted product of the day. Got to jump off here right now. I have to actually run to a doctor's appointment, strangely enough, but um, nothing serious, just an annual checkup thing. But we're going to be live in the 7 p.m. Eastern hour. And when we do, we're going to talk about this new audit that Joe has the actual details for in Arizona. It's going to be really interesting stuff. And who knows, maybe something else develops over the course of the day that we're talking about. It's one of the benefits of splitting up the show into these two-hour segments. So make sure you tune in for that, 7 p.m. Eastern. And also what I think we're going to start doing tomorrow is replaying this morning show in our old time slot just for people who might not have gotten the message yet that we're going into the mornings. Um, because I know there's still some people who are coming and looking for us. I think that'd be a good idea to, to play uh, this, replay this in the old time slot. But I'll figure that out tomorrow. Until then, make sure that you like and follow the podcast wherever you follow it. Make sure you add your name and your number to our text list. You text the word FREEDOM to 89517. You will get two alerts a day now. Two. We doubled it. You an alert in the morning, an alert in the evening. We have to now start sending that alert out 20 minutes before airtime because there's so many people on the list. If we don't do that, people get alerted after we start, and it's not worth it. So if you get it 20 minutes before, just know the reason we have to do that is because we have so many people on the list now. It takes a long time to get it all out. So make sure, you, you, if you haven't already, text the word FREEDOM to 89517. You can add to the list. Sign up for our email newsletter, also in the description. And make sure you like and subscribe to all the podcast everywhere you can find on audio. Very, very important to help us prove the numbers. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean. Wherever you get audio podcasts, you can find us. And even if you watch us live, pre please do subscribe to the audio version because that's what our advertisers really care about. That's going to be it for this first hour. Again, we will be back at 7 p.m. Eastern. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.